Are you sick of hearing you don't have enough experience to get work? Visit iPath.com to get the first part of our auto damage certification for free. Hello and welcome to the Independent Adjuster Podcast by IAPath. My name is Chris Stanley, and we're here to help you figure out how to get work in this industry and ultimately how to claim your life. How do independent adjusters and appraisers like us, who can't hide behind corporate logos, processes, and profits, who are spending our own money and reputation, how do we work in a way that lets us get work, assignments, deployments, and more income without wasting time or money in this world of insurance while we stand out in the crowd? That is the question, and this podcast will help guide you to the answers. My name is Chris Stanley, and this is the Independent Adjuster Podcast. Join myself and other independents on the path to non-corporate success in the insurance industry. We are IAs. Hello and welcome to the Independent Adjuster Podcast. I am your host and your guide. Chris Stanley. Today on the podcast, I am joined by a man who is determined to become an auto adjuster. Now, my guest, Derek Blanton, is already working in an IA capacity as an independent appraiser, but his ambitions do not stop there. Derek is taking courses in his pursuit of a college degree. He's also taken the auto adjusters boot camp from IAPATH and he doesn't show any signs of slowing down. He has an iron will and is willing to do what it takes to get the knowledge and experience needed to do the job right. Now, appraisers like Derek and other newer IAs all need a place that is willing to support them in their pursuit of a career as an IA. Our podcast sponsor, ACD, and their CEO, Ernie Bray, have a few words to say about wanting to help you. Hey, thanks, Chris. Hey, you know, if you're out there in today's changing claims environment, you know it's tough out there and you're working hard to grow your business. We know that. But I want to talk to you about a great opportunity. See, ACD is a six-time Inc. Magazine fastest growing companies in America winner. And we're helping insurers through photo estimating, field appraisals, and desk reviews. And all this is managed through our technology platform called AutoLink. But you know what? All this requires the expertise of top quality appraisers like you. Whether you're a regional provider or a solo firm, we're looking for those who can deliver fast cycle times, top quality service, and are looking to really grow their business. And I wanted to personally invite you today to reach out to us at network at acdcorp.com or call us at 888-403-4223, extension 743. Don't miss out on this exciting opportunity. Let's go. Thanks, Ernie. And thank you, ACD, for sponsoring this podcast. Now it's time to call and to talk with Steele, a man whose will is the only thing stronger than him. Let's call Derek Blanton. DK Inspections. Hey Derek, it's Chris Stanley with the Independent Adjuster Podcast, sir. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy inspection day to talk with me. How you doing? Good, how are you? 
Oh man, I am great. So for those who uh, don't know, what part of the country are you out of? Let's start there. Nebraska. Ne- Nebraska. Now, why are you Eastern not a crop Nebraska. adjuster? That's the real question I have for you here today. Crop adjusting seems like it'd be big out there. Have you looked into that at all? No, I have no clue how to do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I. That's why I'm asking. Well, Derek, for those who don't know you and don't know that you're a part of our League of IAs, you were part of, I think, the first or one of the first uh, certification classes we ever held, and you've kind of become a core of what IAPATH is becoming, which is a group of people who are breaking into the industry all different ways. I wanted to bring you on to let you share your story, but why should anyone outside of me and you care to hear about your story? Uh, I'm just, I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's always the trick question there. Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of, I started out self-taught and then I've just kind of, found different avenues to learn how to do this better. I mean, it's something anybody could do, I guess. It's just, you got to apply yourself to learn it. Um, kind of an interesting quote. Les Brown um, stated, is anything that is worth doing is worth doing badly until you get it right. So, I mean, that's kind of where I've been my entire life with different ventures. I love that quote. I'm going to live by that quote. I mean, I already lived by that quote. I just didn't know there was an actual real quote that was respected until now. That's awesome. So I don't think anyone has any idea how dedicated you are to what you're doing. We were talking briefly before we hit the record button, which was, man, you're going all out. Like when when you say you want to learn this and you were self-taught and now you're going to get your, your you know, your certifications and your training and your learning. You're not talking about just taking IAPATH certification courses, which you have done. Man, what else are you doing in, to break into this industry in a big way? Um, taking ICAR classes. I'm about halfway done with the auto physical damage appraiser certification. Um, I'm working on a Associate of Applied Science and auto collision, auto body collision. Um, I've got like two more classes and a certificate of completion in auto body collision estimating. Uh, eventually I hope to get my start on a bachelor's in collision management or what was it, collision repair and insurance management. So that is taking the bull by the horn. If I have ever heard it now, you're working claims simultaneously as an IA. Is that right? Yes. Before class, after class, in between classes. <laughs> okay, so I don't want any listener to ever be confused. When I'm like, you just got to do this thing. You got to make it work. You got to you gotta work it as a part-time job. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to really want to do this career. It doesn't always just fall in your lap with a Hurricane Katrina. Derek's what I'm talking about. If Derek had nothing to go on other than his own desire to do this, he's going to do it because, doggone it, he's doing it. And I, and I respect the heck out of them for it. Even during our classes and our certification, uh, December and January, you were like, man, I am, I'm slammed, Chris. I'm trying to get through this. And, I, and then like we sit down and talk and I'm like, oh my goodness, dude, you're like, you're like seriously investing yourself in this career. And I love that. And that's why I think it's so valuable for people to hear. It's not always this Hurricane Katrina story. Some people actually have to apply themselves in multiple avenues to get started. So 
where did this journey kind of start for you to become an IA? Uh, Dan Amato was with ACD. I don't know if he still is or not. I haven't talked to him in a while, but I mean, he kind of mentored me and helped me get started. And then I got my gestures license and then I've taken, took a couple online classes. I did your class and I just started taking out a body class at the um, local college here. I mean, it was basically, I just, I mean, I got a general understanding of the writing estimates, but I want to understand more of why certain processes have to be done the way they are, I guess, is more of why I started taking the college classes. Totally. Now, Dan, when he, how did he approach you? How did that start? Um, He got my number somewhere. I don't know how he, off of something. Um, basically just asked me if I'd be interested in doing these and I said, yeah, sure. Is it just then, because of your location that he was recruiting you because they needed somebody in Nebraska or did he have a friend that knew you or? I think he was mostly, they were just looking for somebody in this area that in effect, I'll pretty much go anywhere, any direction. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, if I can make a run out of something, I'll make a run. And the ultimate goal at the end of the day is I've got a family to support just like anybody else. So, I, you know, whatever work I can put together or whatever work I put together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all of us, man. That's all of us day to day. So in this quest of yours to kind of become an IA, to get established as an IA, obviously someone approached you, you accepted. Now you're finding more and more traction each month after month. You're taking classes. It's starting to probably, I imagine, crystallize in your head more and more. Probably uh, a better picture than what most people have about what it really takes um, to be able to do this job properly. So what do you feel is the key for you uh, to be being successful and to continue on this journey? I mean, you got to constantly be learning and adapting I mean, as long as you're willing to adapt and learn, you're going to do fine in this field. But I mean, if you're not willing to adapt or learn anything, you're not going to, you're going to stumble and you're going to hate it. Um, I mean, I've been doing this probably close to a year now. Um, I still, there's still things I miss on estimates and still things that, you know, I'm working to improve on. I mean, improving is a constant thing. Now, with you, you may or may not have something like this, but just based on the type of person you seem to be, I, I have this gut feeling that if you see something you've missed uh, on an estimate or consistently comes up, do you have a way of kind of cataloging that for yourself or kind of some standard procedures that you work off of or kind of how do you walk through that improvements process? Oh, yeah. I mean, I sit there and I self-evaluate even after I've turned the thing in. I mean, I did one for Jay last week or over the weekend. And I sat there thinking about it after I turned it in. I was like, I think that screwed up on this part. And he's like, no, that's fine the way it was. So, I mean, I'm constantly evaluating what even what I've already turned in. And if I, you know, if it hadn't been to the review process, I'll even go back and pull it out and for a revision myself and fix it where I'm happy with it. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, um, what has then, as you're going through learning, um, 
trying to establish establish yourself in this industry, what has been those greatest uh, challenges that have presented themselves to you, Ben? Probably learning the software more than anything. I mean, I started out at Mitchell, and I pretty much got it down. Um, there's some things I'm still struggling with on it, and I have to go through and Google for help. But now I'm trying to figure out CCC because I've been running Mitchell the whole time. What made and, you switch? Um, it's not really. I didn't really switch. I just started using both because like Liberty Liberty Mutual and Safeco, when I'm on on CCC, you can't run them on Mitchell. Um, different ones want different things. So I just adapted and started running both softwares. Um, a lot of things that are on Mitchell are automated, and whereas on Mitchell you have to go through and individually do everything. Oh, you mean on CCC one? Uh, Mitchell's yeah, automated right. CCC one. It's yeah, it's definitely you have to go through line by line a lot more. Uh, I have definitely seen that to be true. Now, it's one thing. It's interesting that you say the software because. For me, uh, I guess because I spent so much time when I was training, that was my big thing was my father-in-law didn't know the software real, real well. He kind of did and when he was training me because he was a body shop manager, but it wasn't his thing, you know, so he kind of relied on me to be the one to, hey, yeah, yeah, let's figure out how to do that. And basically that meant you figure out how to do that. Um, and so it's always come pretty easy to me. Until I started training, right? You, Andy, all the, you guys come up with the questions and I'm like, oh man, how do we do that? And I have to go get in the software because it's, there's so, there's so much to these softwares. And I think that's a big uh, barrier uh, to entry. So it's very interesting to me that you're presenting that as the biggest challenge for you because I never would have thought of that to most people until the last month or two that, oh man, this really is the big part that we're, the big mountain to climb for a lot of people. Well, it's just like when I started using CCC, I didn't realize, because on Mitchell, I mean, you do the refinishing process, it's all automatic. I mean, everything's set in there. But in CCC, you have to, you can't leave it blank. I mean, you can put in the amounts or the hourly rate, but then you got to go back to there and put in like four or five, 600 for a single coat. Yeah, their calculations are totally different on the setup and all that. Yeah, it's just it's just. And if you don't, then it leaves a huge gap in your estimate, which irritates everybody else. But you know, it's just one of those things you got to learn and adapt. Totally agree. Uh, now, what has been the rewarding part? If that's been what's challenged you, what what has been the reward to make you keep going? Um, just the learning aspect. I mean, I enjoy learning. I always have. Um, I've met a lot of interesting people along the way, too. I mean, there's been a lot of different people that I've met that were quite interesting and quite unique. <laughs> if you're just getting started or if you're an IA looking for more work, if you're wanting to diversify where your claims are coming from and expand what type of claims you're working, then you should definitely check out ACD. ACD is a top nationwide IA firm that has easy to work with technology and staff. You can get on their roster and start expanding your claims business today by emailing them at network at acdcorp.com. Now let's get back to the interview. Quite unique. To say the least. Do you have any of those stories about unique people that you can think of off 
top of your head? No, uh, no, never off the top of my head. I mean, there's all these strange stories you hear with some of these vehicles. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll never forget uh, one of the weirdest ones I ever did was um, it was in, I was inspected at a tow yard, and this thing was just destroyed. And, you know, the, the notes were cryptic, you know, like went off road or something like that with the description but I, I had to go get the tow driver I'm like what what happened to this vehicle because it is just it's slammed and and i'm trying to figure out what happened and he's like oh well it went off the road you know i'm like yeah obviously he's like but it was a cliff on the other side and i'm like oh and then we start talking and i was like man the owner must i'm afraid they did they die like and he's like no there was nobody in the car I'm like, what do you mean there's nobody in the car? This thing went through a guardrail or something off a cliff down this hill with nobody in the car. So I start investigating it further and start looking everywhere, trying to understand what happened. And there was tons of textbooks piled up on top of the gas pedal. And I mean, I'm like crawling into the car to see this because it is a pancake. And it is so bad. But yeah, there was textbooks all on the gas pedal. And all of a sudden, you start to get this picture of what may have happened. But obviously, you never get to hear about that, right? I don't get to hear the conclusion. Was there an investigation into it or not? So, But to me, that one always kind of haunts me. Like the car that just jumped off a cliff for no reason. Then you look at the textbook. Okay, maybe somebody set this up to go off on purpose. <laughs> Probably so, trying to collect the insurance. Exactly. exactly. Or just get rid of the vehicle. Yeah, yeah. And it was, I think... It could have been any of the other, but you know, it was stolen by a friend and then magically went off a cliff or something by itself. Like it was just, it was just one of those. You'll never get satisfaction in knowing. And we just have to report all the facts. It's just, but you're left with the weirdest things and, and from stories from people and stories from tow drivers. And it's just, wow. The things that, that you can recall the memory and encounter as an eye to me or, or what is hugely rewarding as well to me. So if you look back then, um, when you when Dan contacted you, were you thinking about a full-blown career, going to school and all that? Or was it just like, yeah, sure, let me see if this works out? Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Because like, I've done a couple, and I was just like, yeah, okay. At what I can po- see where it goes. At what point did you say, let me... Let me get the education. Let me not just work my way through it or fake it till I make it only. Let me let me invest in myself. At what point did that go off in you? Well, it was probably two or three months after health season, I guess. I decided I probably should learn more about what I'm doing because I don't like struggling with anything. If I'm going to do it, I want to know what I'm doing. I don't really want to struggle with it and I mean, it makes me look bad. It makes the company look bad when they've got people that don't really know what they're doing. Yeah. And I think the another, you know, talking to several, you know, adjusters and stuff, I think a lot of their biggest complaints is they have people that can push the buttons and write the estimates, but they don't really have anybody that understands why they're writing the estimate or what they're, or any kind of understanding of what the process is. There's not a whole lot of, IAs out there that have an education or understand what they're doing completely. I mean, they know how to write an estimate. They know what's wrong with the estimate, but they don't really understand the process. 
Yeah, it's kind of the difference between... Um, it, it's really interesting to me how in our society as a whole, we segment everybody off to these really niche jobs and things. And being an IA, you can be so niche that you can write an auto claim and you are clueless to the process. And that's what a lot of people's complaints are, is you don't get what you're doing. You don't get you're there representing an insurance company. You don't get what's going on behind the scenes. You don't get, you know, that you're running your own business as a as a company. You know, you're like you are a company. You are responsible for yourself. You know, and a lot of people don't understand the big picture of why insurance is the way it is. Um, but it's almost like our culture kind of has encouraged that in a way. Like, you know, it's the factory worker mindset. I put the arm on, you put the legs on. I don't know what ends up happening in the end. I don't get why my job's important until it goes wrong, right? Um, yeah, it's the whole mindset of it's not. It's above my pay grade. Exactly, exactly. But I think as business owners, and you, see, and you take it even a step further to me, which I love, which is as business owners or as adjusters, we have to say, man, this is my product, right? I am not just doing a piece as a cog in the wheel. As I'm my own company. I'm my own adjuster. And ultimately, I need to understand why I'm doing what I'm doing to the best of my ability. We're not always going to have the answers, obviously, but I really respect how you have taken it and gone, man, no, I want to I get it. I just don't want to be able to do it. I want to get it. And I think it's going to make you extremely valuable moving forward. And you're probably even hurting yourself now. Uh, and you probably get that too, because you're taking a lot on, you know, you're investing a lot of time, money, energy into doing this stuff. But I think, I think you're planting the good soil, you know, that's going to really make you successful in the long run. So I'm excited to see where you go. I'm, I really am. Yeah, me too. <laughs> He's like, me too. Let's get there. <laughs> so if you could go back before Dan contacted you, if you could go back to yourself and just go, hey, Derek, you know, you're about to be embark on a crazy journey and your journey's far from over. Uh, what would you go back and let yourself know about the journey ahead? I don't like a journey. I think we got to really don't look backwards. I could try to look forward. Um, I actually wanted to do it a couple of years prior to when I started this, but I just never did do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd been curious about auto estimating before. Um, I just never did do anything. I've always done, I mean, I've been in insurance fields. Um, I've done insurance underwriting inspections for residential commercial buildings. I've done insurance. Um, well, basically, it's called a loss draft, which is basically the house version of an est- of a vehicle estimate. Um, whereas the adjuster goes out and writes an estimate on a house and whatever repairs need to be done, then the bank sends out somebody to make sure the repairs were done, which is kind of what the auto side is, just on a house. Um, I've done that in the last five or six years. Um, like I said, insurance underwriting, I've got ungodly amount of certifications. I've got Hague certifications and residential and commercial roofs. I've got certified home inspector because some of the finance inspections I was doing on houses um, required me to be a certified home inspector. So, I mean, it's just adapt and evolve is all I've ever done for the last six years since I started working for myself. 
um, I kind of started working for myself basically just because I got sick of being broke working for somebody else. I basically told my wife, I'm going to be broke and miserable. I'll just work for myself and then I don't have to be miserable at least. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I need a shirt that says that. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I completely resonate uh, with that. Uh, I can't resonate with how um, how much you've thrown yourself uh, into learning about this. I mean, I've I've learned about it over 11 years, but never is in a focused effort is what you have. And it, I can't say enough about how much I respect you for it. And uh, thank you so much for coming on. And I think, I think it's important that people see these different paths that everyone takes because yeah, at the IA path, we have sure some suggestions about the direction and the path and, and what we think you should do next. But really with the important part of why we have the podcast interviews is everybody gets there in such different ways and different avenues. And I think your avenue is one that a lot of people don't even think about. It just sounds like too much work. I-car classes, are you kidding me? Then I'm going to go do I-path classes. Then I'm going to go do you know college classes. But you're going to have an advantage that a lot of people don't have. And that's a completely different path than other people take. So thank you for coming on and sharing today. And um, if anybody wants to get in contact with you and goes, oh, my goodness, why is he not working for me? He's in Nebraska. I need someone in Nebraska. He cares about this. He's got the right mindset. How do they need to reach out and contact you? Um, I'm on LinkedIn. And I mean, they can email me at Derek at DKInspectionsInc.com. Or they can call me 402-515-3968. Perfect. I'll put that in the show notes. And I appreciate you once again for being on and uh, keep going, man. Keep learning and uh, keep passing on the information to all of us that, you know, the things that you do learn and things that we're missing at IAPATH. We really appreciate your feedback and, and being a part of our community. Well, no problem. All right, man. We'll talk okay. soon. Okay. All right. Bye. Take the next steps on your path to becoming an IA. Visit iapath.com slash steps to get your free guide with the first five steps to becoming an independent adjuster. Visit iapath.com slash steps. Are you dreaming of a career in auto damage? but find yourself not meeting the experience requirements? You can try the first part of our seven-part auto damage certification for free. This allows you to dive deep into auto damage training with no strings attached. And if you love it, you can continue on and purchase the full program. With this certification, you gain not just in-depth knowledge and skills, but also an all-access pass to our exclusive community. A full year of mentorship and, yes, get the two to five year experience requirement waived with over 40 firms. Your future in auto damage begins today. Visit iPath.com to start your free trial and discover where iPath can take you. iPath. Claim your life.